0: Laird Superfood transformed my health routine. And one of their products that I love is the Performance Mushroom, which helps boost immunity and fight stress. All organically sourced, it can be easily blended into your daily routine, be it in your coffee, smoothies, or any other favorite drink. I also love their daily prebiotic greens, which are packed with whole fruits, veggies, and vital vitamins A, C, D, and K. Enhanced with gut-friendly adaptogenic mushrooms and a natural, refreshing taste of pineapple, lemon oil, and orange oil. They're 40% more affordable than big brands, offering both a month's supply for home and single-serve sachets for when life keeps you on the move. Get yours at lairdsuperfood.com and snag 20% off your first purchase using code ONPURPOSE20. Visit Ikea to explore more. You can't afford a mess, so Ikea makes storage affordable.
1: Worry belongs to tomorrow. Regret belongs to yesterday. Happiness is here and now. I learned during the war how to think. I learned to quantify the worst thing, and quite often the worst thing. is not so bad. The best-selling author and host. The number one health and wellness podcast. On purpose with Jay (laughs) Shetty.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world thanks to each and every one of you that come back every week to listen, learn and grow. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jsheddytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. Now, you know my mission here is to introduce you to a vast array of individuals, people who've lived really unique lives, had incredible experiences, who can then share with us their guidance, their insight, their wisdom that they've gained along that path. And today's guest is Bob Parsons. Best known for being the founder of GoDaddy, Bob sold a majority stake in 2011 in a deal that valued the company at $2.3 billion. Currently Bob is the CEO and founder of YAM Worldwide which is home to his entrepreneurial ventures in the fields of motorcycles, golf, real estate, finance, marketing, innovation and philanthropy. YAM Worldwide includes companies such as PXG and Scottsdale National Golf Club. Bob is also a US Marine Corps Vietnam veteran which we'll dive into his story today and Bob is also widely recognized for his entrepreneurial and philanthropic efforts. Please welcome to the show, Bob Parsons. Bob, it is great to have you here.
1: Real pleasure to be here, Jay, (laughs) I got to tell you.
0: Yeah, and I remember meeting you and it was at your beautiful facility at PXG in Scottsdale and it was a really fine evening. It was myself, you were there having dinner. I was traveling with Will Smith at the time, Nick Jonas was there. We all kind of just bumped into each other over dinner and I remember just how gracious you were, how kind you were, what, what a... Beautiful interaction we all had that evening. Uh, it's a really special place.
1: I remember meeting you guys and, you know, and, and Will and Nick are two of my absolute favorite people. And uh, I knew a little bit about you and, uh, you know, just to meet you is just, uh, you're an easy guy to be around, Jay. <laughs> well, thank you.
0: That's very kind of you. And and I was just saying to your team outside that uh, that was the first time I'd ever actually played golf. So I don't play but that was the first time I'd ever played golf. I had one of your coaches that was working with me for a couple of days. I came back to LA and I started looking for a coach because I got really into it that weekend. Uh, Will got me a really nice set of clubs from the, from the course too, uh, that were fitted for me and made for me. And I couldn't find a coach as good as the ones you had at PXT. So now I need to come back more often to get some lessons.
1: Well, we're there.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, Bob, I want to dive straight in to your journey and to really dive into your work that you're doing today. And I think I was really blown away to hear about your time as a Marine. And and I'd like to start there.
1: Well, you know, when I enlisted in the Marine Corps, I did so mostly because I had two friends of mine ask me to join them. They were, we were in our senior year of high school and they were going to visit with the Marine Corps recruiter and asked me if I'd go along with them. And I did, you know, as we spent time with the Marine Corps recruiter, he eventually had us in the palm of his hands. I mean, this was during the, the, the height of the Vietnam War in 1968. I lasted one month and uh, walking through a uh, village at night, I was on the point team and uh, the point man, uh, he... Uh, uh, stepped over a tripwire, missed it, and I hit it. And that thing blew, and I got uh, shrapnel on both of my legs and my left elbow, and I was medevaced out. I left on a stretcher. So, uh, you know, the, the thoughts that, that I took back from that is uh, I think I learned to think one day at a time. And I looked to quantify the worst thing that could possibly happen. That's got me through a number of businesses. I've I've built three businesses now, and I'm working on the third all from scratch. And, uh, you know, when you do a startup, a startup, you have a lot of good days and a lot of bad days. And uh, sometimes, you know, the good days are euphoric and the bad days look like uh, Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, how you think really matters. And I learned during the war how to think. I learned to quantify the worst thing and quite often the worst thing when you sit down and you quantify it's not so bad but if you you know if you look at the worst thing is this big dark room full of uh, bad things that could happen then it looks like far worse than it actually is and and then it becomes debilitating
0: yeah i mean that's such a powerful reflection hearing that from you based on the experiences that you went through often we hear that idea but sitting with you here today listening to in person I can feel just how, how real that idea is for you I love what you said about facing one day at a time mm-hmm. I think a lot of our anxiety a lot of our pain a lot of our stress is based on what could happen in 12 months oh or, exactly or hap- yeah. yeah or what happened 12 months ago yeah and what you're saying is, well, actually, when you take one day at a time, that feels manageable and solvable, even in such extreme situations.
1: Well, you know, one day at a time is something you can do something about, mm. right? Because it's there, you know, to be worried about a year from now. There's not much you can do until it's a year from now. Mm. And then it becomes one day at a time. Yeah, I often thought that uh, worry belongs to tomorrow, regret belongs to yesterday, Happiness is here and now. Mm,
0: that's so powerful. Wow! And then when you came back, and you come back, and you're experiencing depression, you're experiencing, of course, all the stress, the trauma that comes from living in that way for a month. I mean, how did your parents react to that? Before we get on to how you reacted to, it, I mean, I mean, what? How did your parents feel?
1: I grew up in a in a different kind of house. Um, I grew up in a in a in a blue collar neighborhood in East Baltimore and mom and dad were both compulsive gamblers and they weren't very good at it now i i wouldn't trade my mom and dad for any two on the planet i loved them to pieces uh, but they didn't pay a lot of attention to me and i wasn't actually home that much so they never noticed they never noticed and a lot of it which a lot of veterans i just kept to myself you know my my symptoms were and as I was home, they got worse, and they got worse, and they got worse. And when I say that, I mean over 49 years. The, the symptoms with me was I, I didn't want to go places. I didn't want to be with groups, you know. No matter who the group was, I never felt like I belonged. Because I'd be there, and I'd have these it's just this picture of the stuff that we did. I mean, and it just never leaves you. And of course, nobody else is dealing with that kind of stuff. So you definitely are different, right? So, so that's the, you know, one of the things. A quick temper is, is, is another thing. People would describe me as being one of the most intense people they've ever met. Now, the, the crying, when I got into that, it was always by myself. Nobody would be around. But there was good things, too. And the, the good things were, when I went to college, I when I came back, I worked as a laborer in a steel mill, a Bethlehem Steel. And I did that for a year. And then the University of Baltimore had a special deal for veterans where uh, my high school grades didn't matter, thank goodness. <laughs> I didn't have to take the entrance exams, right? And I could go on the GI Bill, which I did. I went, studied accounting, literally, I mean, as fate would have it, it was the first major in the book what is this? They said, you good with math? I said, yeah, as good as anything. You interested in business? Yeah. You should try accounting. And I did. And uh, I wound up uh, graduating with a Bachelor of Science in Accountancy, magna cum laude.
0: Wow. Congratulations.
1: I'd have never done that without the Marine Corps. Never, ever, ever. took the CPA exam, passed it the first time, got a job where I would travel. I mean, my life is full of just these coincidences, you know, where I uh, I was working for a Commercial Credit Leasing Corp. And this is back in 1975. They send me to Redwood City to uh, uh, schedule the assets to this leasing company they want to buy. I finish. I, uh, I have 12 hours until the flight. I wind up on Stanford campus at the bookstore because I always like to like to read and so forth. And I buy a book on programming in the com- basic language. And uh, I read uh, enough of that during the layover and on the flight, wrote my first programs and then uh, got good at it. Bought an, and, and the company that I worked for had a dumb terminal that happened to run the basic computer language. Wow. And then I, I taught myself uh, Pascal and then C and then C++ and I started my first business, which was parts of technology. And I, I wrote all the code for that. And when I, when I was working there, I, I worked uh, 40 hours, st- no, 60 hours stats, 60 hours at a time. I come to work Monday morning, work through Tuesday morning, work through Wednesday morning. And at about uh, eight o'clock at night, I'd start to hallucinate. After about 60 hours, I'd hear stuff that wasn't there, maybe see something move that I know didn't. And I'd go back, go to sleep, come back, you know, after eight hours in a shower and a little little workout, do it again. And uh, that's how that company got off the ground. I put $40,000 into that company, and I sold it to Intuit for $64 million. That was my first business. Wow. Yeah.
0: You know, most people like just reintegrating into society, like just kind of surviving seems to be a natural challenge because of the extreme events that people go through. How did you navigate that when you were talking about some of the challenges you had when you came back? Like, how did you even just start finding your way again? Because it can be so disassociating. It can be so disconnected.
1: Well, you know, using, using that term disassociating there was a time when I'd seen a psychiatrist for a good while and she said told me one of the things that that uh, has helped me get through the war and also helped me in business she says you have a remarkable ability to, to disassociate mm-hmm. and where I developed that I don't know one of the the, the blessings that I have is uh, I don't worry about anything at all. I just don't worry. And uh, that has been uh, one of the things that, to me, is has is, is helped bring out the joy in my life, you know, what joy there was.
0: I mean, that's beautiful to hear. That's what an incredible gift to have, to not worry. That's very special. Uh, when you started learning and teaching yourself these coding languages and you started building this company what was your level of business experience at the time or technology experience at the time and how did you even figure out what you wanted to build i think there's so many people today i just i literally was just at uh the tech university in monterey mexico 50 percent of the people from that university go on to become entrepreneurs and so it's a really uh, phenomenal institution but one of the biggest questions i saw that young people have is Jay, how do I know if I'm doing the right thing or I don't know what I'm building or what should I focus on? I feel like now there's so much choice that people feel paralyzed by the amount of options they have.
2: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash on purpose to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash on purpose. Terms and conditions apply.
0: I've always been on this mission to find things that really line up with what I care about for a healthier lifestyle. And that's when I discovered Laird superfood. It felt like discovering a perfect match, something that totally clicked with what I believe in and my goal for better health. One of their products that I absolutely love is their performance mushroom. They've collected some of the most powerful mushrooms in nature and brought them together in this amazing superfood blend. These different types of natural mushrooms, such as chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and maitake, are praised for their talent in fighting stress, supporting your immune system, and giving your brain a boost. Another one that I love is their daily prebiotic greens. Each serving is a complete mix of fruits and vegetables Fixing a common problem which is that 90% of Americans don't get enough vegetables and 80% don't get enough fruit in their diets. They taste like a light citrus burst from real food such as pineapple, lemon oil and orange oil, fruit powders such as apple, no heavy sugars, syrups or stevia. These greens are 40% more affordable than other big brands. You can get a month's supply in a bag for your daily routine at home or grab the single serve sachets for when you're on the go. Check out lairdsuperfood.com and grab yours today. Use the code ONPURPOSE20 when you check out and score 20% off your first purchase. Easter is right around the corner. That's right, this year Easter is Sunday, March 31st. Hop into some serious savings with 20% off pickup orders now through March 30th. Use promo code SPRING20 to save on all the things you need to build baskets they'll love at CVS. Find trending beauty buys, chocolate bunnies, delightful toys for kids, and so much more. Visit cvs.com forward slash Easter for
1: details. I had a degree in accountancy, so I understood the record keeping of business. Right. All right. I started a little business, which was a, uh, more of a bookkeeping business than anything, where I'd work with these small businesses. Some some were taverns. One was a flower shop. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, Pest Control. Phil's Pest Control. The guy's name was Fat Willie. I learned a lot from him. Uh, keep track the way he would keep track of things, and 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 I, you know, and it got to the point where over, you know, over, you know, a, a few years, I could, you know, start doing the records of a business, and I could tell you if they'd succeed or not. And anyhow, using those little things that I learned there. You know, that's what I did when I launched my business. And then plus I learned, you know, I learned like, for example, I read during the Civil War, right? During the Civil War in the Union, there was uh, General McClellan who really trained and organized the uh, Union Army but he could not move them into battle, just couldn't do it, right? And then uh, so, so Lincoln fired him and put Grant there, and Grant didn't care how they were organized. The enemy's over there. Go there, right? That's, that's, that's what he did. And actually, the, the right way is a mixture of the two, mm-hmm. right? So I learned that from them. I learned from John D. Rockefeller that the guy who knows the most about his business he kept exceptional records. They were all manual, but he knew everything about his business at a time when very few people did. the guy who knows the most about his business quite often is the guy that, that uh, wins because, as you know, knowledge truly is power mm. and especially specific and pertinent knowledge. So, I mean, I, I learned yeah. from from people in history, right? And, um, and then beyond that, I, I just powered through. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love those examples. I think what I love about them is I often say to people that you can be mentored by people you've never met. When we study history, when we look at patterns, when we look at connections and start connecting the dots between events that have happened before us, you can actually garner so much wisdom and so much insight. Even if you never asked Rockefeller the question yourself,
1: exactly. I mean, you know, and somebody get uh, Julius Caesar's another one. Yeah. You know what he was able to do in Gaul and how he was able to, uh, uh, you know, uh, lead his armies. And, and one time he was attacked by a vastly larger force, and the battlements that he built was just brilliant, right? Nobody showed him how to do that. He figured it out. So I mean, we have that ability as long as you believe in yourself and you give yourself a
0: chance. If there's someone right now who's listening who's thinking about starting a business, what would be the top three things you think they should think about if they're, started, if they're thinking about starting something?
1: Well, the first thing is they should do something that they love, that is fun, that is uh, something that they're really interested in. And, and the reason for that, my father used to tell me, he used to say, Robert, when you love something, it tells you all its secrets. Mm, and um that's beautiful and basically if you know if you love what you're doing it's going to um well you're going to work harder mm-hmm. and that that all translates to success mm-hmm. um and then uh, let's see here what would be the the second you you have to not be doing it for the money if if you start a business and you're doing it just to turn a buck i don't mm-hmm. think you'll be successful you got to start it to be special And the businesses that I started, and none of them, even GoDaddy, did I do it to to make money? I did it to make a difference. You know, when you you work to make a difference, you know, you do things that on the surface from a business uh, standpoint, it doesn't make sense. But when it comes to really doing something special and getting your idea across and taking care of your customers and so forth, that's that's what you need to do, and you will never do that if you're just doing it for a dollar. Mm. The third thing is there's uh, there's two groups of people that you have to you you have to energize. The first group is your employees, mm. and uh, your employees, you know, they need to believe in what you're doing, and uh, you need to structure it so they can believe in what you're doing that that it's special, and again. If you're doing it for money, it's, they're going to have a difficult time doing that. But if you, you know, if you have a higher purpose, right? People always do want to aspire to a higher purpose. I believe. So what happens is when you do that with them, it creates enthusiasm. Mm. And what do we know about enthusiasm? It's contagious. Yeah. And those the employees then fire up the customers, and then the customers fire up each other. So it'd be those three things.
0: Yeah, those are great answers. I love those three things. They're such great points. What was something that you were passionate about with GoDaddy? Like when you said that, I fully agree with you that we should never start business to make money. There has to be a greater goal with it. What was that goal with GoDaddy when it started out? Like the part we don't see? Well,
1: when I started GoDaddy, I had it had been after I sold Parsons Technology, which was the name of my first business, and I signed a non compete with uh, Intuit not that i couldn't compete with them i couldn't work for money, yeah right for a few years and and uh, they they held back a few a few million dollars and when it was up, I just wanted to be. Back in action again. <laughs> but I didn't know what I wanted to do. This was back when the internet was just getting going, like 97. So I named this business Joe Max Technologies. I had like $36 million. I had gotten divorced. I mean, I, I don't blame her. PTSD. I'm so lucky she kept me around that long. So I wanted to do something in the internet. So what I did was I thought, I would hire some pretty sharp people, and we would start trying things on the internet. And when we and when we did, you know, if it worked, we would continue, and if it didn't, we'd move on. And uh, so I named it Joe Max Technologies after a dirt road that I drove by on the way to work. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, we didn't do anything, so our employees would go to chamber of commerce meetings and people would ask him, what are you doing? I go, well, we don't know. <laughs> you know, he said, I've never had a, a business, tell me that. <laughs> and, and then eventually, as time went on, we decided to, to start uh, doing websites for people. And these are way early, really fundamental websites. And we noticed that the websites business would, would generate cash but it couldn't scale because, you know, it was just your efforts there that you were you were tied to. I have a rule that if you got the right business, you can make money while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Your business can be successful while you're sleeping. So we then wrote software that would build a website for people. They could do it themselves. We wow. had so many requirements, and then eventually in uh, in '99. Uh, or 99 and 2000, we became a domain name registrar. Renamed the company GoDaddy, uh, just as and and uh, I, I did that at first as a joke, but it stuck. <laughs> and um, and never did we dream that we'd make our 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 bread on domain names. Yeah. And then there's there's a further story going back. Okay, I would keep track of how much money I had, and 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 then as and tie that to how successful the business is doing now that you remember that were the days of cash burn Mm -hmm. right and so I would start it and and when I first started I said I'm not going to worry about this business until I get down to 30 million Mm -hmm. and then 25 and then 20 20 and then 18 14 12 10 eight, six, and uh, you know, we get down to $6 million, and this is about- So in you never year. raised,
0: it was all your own money you put into it.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It was always only my own mm. money. I, I've never really borrowed much, and from the first business, none. Wow. And GoDaddy, none, and no partners. Oh, incredible, wow. Yeah, so I get down to $6 million, and, uh, one of the things I learned is from uh, reading about General Grant, he kept his own counsel. I kept my own counsel, so- I decided to shut GoDaddy down while I still had some uh, some money, and the reason I had to is the dot com boom was so loud that you couldn't buy advertising. I mean, people were paying $100 a hundred dollars for a you know a customer, and the customer might generate two bucks. Well, you're gonna burn up a lot of cash yeah, that way, absolutely, and yeah. I don't care how big your truck is, you're not gonna. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to make wages. Yeah, That's what I did. So I go to Hawaii and I I went there to first pay my bills, pay my employees and sell the assets, figured out how I'm going to do that. And then, so I'm there by myself for a week. And I, I started thinking about I don't want to shut it down. I just had this feeling I just didn't want to shut it down. The epiphany for me happened when this guy is parking cars and he comes up to me and he goes, hey, no, Mr. Parsons, this guy's a little older than me, throwing his keys up in the air, happy as a lark, right? I'm thinking, what's wrong with this picture? This guy has probably got nothing. He's parking cars for a living. Look how happy and free he is. I got six million dollars and I'm miserable, right? <laughs> and so I decided then that I would go back and not shut the company down, and uh, I just would write it out. And if the company sunk, I'd go down with the ship. Wow. So that was probably in February, March, and later that later then the dot-com crash happened, and the dot-com crash. GoDaddy was born out of that because I was one of the few guys that was paying my bills and all these companies just went away. I mean, I would we would have checks returned every week from different companies that just weren't there anymore. Right? And so so we would take and uh uh, you know, we'd go ahead and I went from not being able to buy advertising at any price to having people standing in line to give it to me. I had more friends than I thought I had. And then all of a sudden things turned around for us. And that October we became profitable for the very first time and never missed a month since.
0: <laughs> wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, it sounds like you've been guided so much by your intuition as well as data, like you talked about the numbers, you talked about knowing your business, you talked about knowing your numbers, but it sounds like you're also guided intuitively.
1: Would you agree with that? Is that, is that true? Is that fair or not really? You know, you, sometimes you hear this saying, better lucky than good, and things just just happen and, you know, you'd like to believe they happen for a reason. I believe the universe is guiding you. hmm um, and I believe there's there's an intelligence to it, you know, however you define that intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, a, a, a particular form of God or or just, the, just, just the, the the way of the universe. But I believe it's there.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. What a, What an unbelievable story. I mean, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, you know, you have this really positive mindset. You have this really incredible ability to find the good, even in challenging times, what's been one of the biggest failures in your life or, you know, something that's gone wrong that maybe in business or or in another field that you learned a lot from or you took a lot of insight from?
1: I would say one of the the regrets I have is, you know, when I came back and I I got married and I had kids, is I missed their childhood Mm -hmm. because I was working, working so hard. You know, back then I had PTSD so bad I had a flash temper so it was probably some ways you know the hard thing is it's a good thing that uh, I wasn't around but I I have a great relationship with all three of them now I love them dearly and I look forward to treasure our time together
0: that's incredible Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that I can it's interesting to hear about your experience that you weren't there but you're saying it was actually good I wasn't there because I had PTSD and I was dealing with that and I've I've heard in your journey you talk about how psychedelics were like a huge part of your coming home.
1: 100%, and yeah. And
0: could you, could you walk us through how you got introduced
1: to that and how you were open to that? In 2018, I read Michael Pollan's book, How to Change Your Mind. I, I went through it like a bag of peanuts. And I and and I, I just told my wife, uh, Renee, who is the love of my life, I never did psychedelics before in my life, never did them, anything like that. But I said to her, if this can do it for me, I, I mean, I, I want to try them. And I mean, I, I got to the point, Jay, where somebody could come up to me and say, like, I'm at the golf course and say, you were in Vietnam, weren't you? I start crying. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it just, it gets worse, you know. So she had me hooked up in two weeks with uh, two individuals that, again, had, would uh, see me in Hawaii. And uh, on the first day, I did ayahuasca. And it's it's guided, you know. I mean, a lot of talk. And the therapy that does the healing, psychedelics make it possible because it make you receptive and it make you willing to change. So on the first day, it was ayahuasca. On the second day, it was... Um, uh magic mushrooms uh psilocybin and, and, and you know a little interesting aside when uh, uh the guide made the he made a teapot and he said and he says i made this, this teapot holds 3 cups and i made them strong so you'll only need one i drank all three cups and i ate the tea bags <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest engine. oh man i was sailing and then uh uh, you know then a lot and then on the th- on the third day I took a break and on the fourth day it was LSD and uh, afterwards I was a different guy I was totally a different guy I um, uh, the people that worked with me were like, what happened to him? He's so nice. He doesn't have a temper. He's not that intense, scary dude anymore. You know? He uh, uh, and My son said uh, told his wife, he said, man, I'm worried. My dad's going to die soon. And she goes, why? And he goes, well, I think he found out he's going to die soon because he keeps calling, and he's so nice and <laughs> so forth. But oh I mean, and it was that type of thing. Yeah. And of course, Renee, my wife, noticed it instantly and the best way i can describe it is after being treated with psychedelics it had been 49 years since the war i finally came home
0: i've always been on this mission to find things that really line up with what i care about for a healthier lifestyle and that's when i discovered lead superfood it felt like discovering a perfect match something that totally clicked with what I believe in and my goal for better health. One of their products that I absolutely love is their performance mushroom. They've collected some of the most powerful mushrooms in nature and brought them together in this amazing superfood blend. These different types of natural mushrooms, such as chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, and maitake, are praised for their talent in fighting stress, supporting your immune system, and giving your brain a boost. Another one that I love is their daily prebiotic greens. Each serving is a complete mix of fruits and vegetables, Fixing a common problem which is that 90% of Americans don't get enough vegetables and 80% don't get enough fruit in their diets. They taste like a light citrus burst from real food such as pineapple, lemon oil and orange oil, fruit powders such as apple, no heavy sugars, syrups or stevia. These greens are 40% more affordable than other big brands. You can get a month's supply in a bag for your daily routine at home or grab the single serve sachets for when you're on the go. Check out lairdsuperfood.com and grab yours today. Use the code ONPURPOSE20 when you check out and score 20% off your first purchase. Easter is right around the corner. That's right, this year, Easter is Sunday, March 31st. Hop into some serious savings with 20% off pickup orders now through March 30th. Use promo code SPRING20 to save on all the things you need to build baskets they'll love at CVS. Find trending beauty buys, chocolate bunnies, delightful toys for kids and so much more. Visit cvs.com forward slash Easter for details. That's unbelievable. Do you feel feel that you went back to being who you
1: were before the war? Exactly. You know, enriched by everything I learned since. And, um, you know, I I still had the memories of the war. There's times when... You know, when I when I talk about it I choke up and so forth. But I'm not debilitated by it anymore. But it's still very much there.
0: Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. It it sounds like it sounds like that you've kept the the parts that have made you who you are and left the parts that defined who it forced you to be. Yeah. If that feels right.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: To be honest, just sitting with you today, like you have such a joyful spirit. You, you have such a like positive outlook on life. You're fun to be around. Like That's all I'm experiencing. That's how I experienced you at PXG when I was there a couple of years ago. And for me to know, it feels like this is who you are. This is who you always were. But naturally, the challenges just clouded over and the experiences clouded over that.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the windows have been opened.
0: Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And is that a practice that you have to keep up? Do you go back? Uh, to Hawaii or to the centers to continue that practice? Or no, it was once and you, it's kind you know, of you stayed? You know, I've
1: I've went through the process twice. Right. I've went through the process once myself and then once with two of the guys I served with. And um they both came home. Wow. They both came home.
0: That's unbelievable. That must be beautiful for you to see that for other people there.
1: To- oh, 100%. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I spend time and... And money and help out as best I can is um, to get psychedelics uh, made legal for therapeutic use. Uh, we're very close with MDMA. Mm-hmm. Thank God to uh, Rick Doblin and uh, MAPS. And, you know, the rest, I, I, don't, I think it's not too far behind. I tell you, when we do, it's going to be a renaissance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we deserve that as a people and our veterans deserve it. Every veteran should be treated with it when they come back because the Veterans Administration says 30% of the v- combat veterans have PTSD. I'd be willing to say 100% do, but 30% are really good at pushing it down. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and, and it's it's not surprising. I mean, like you said, like no one else can relate to what that experience is like. No one else can understand it. And... I mean that's that's a lot to carry for the human mind oh, and the human oh, brain.
1: Absolutely, for sure. Uh, when uh, those those two were treated, and to I me, mean, you should have seen the tears. I mean, the tears. I mean, and it's like, oh, they were carrying some. They were, you know, they they were there much longer than I was. But uh, you know, they carry a lot of crosses. Yeah.
0: What what are some of the uh... You know, from all your experiences in life, you've lived so many different lives, it seems, as well. What are some of the mindsets or approaches you think, lessons that you think people should carry with them? What are are some of the mistakes people make or what are some of the shifts in our mindset we could make to live happier and healthier lives?
1: You need to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely you need to believe in yourself because, uh, you know, while there's many books, there's no manual. Mm-hmm. You know what we talked about, looking too far into the future, day at a time and uh, and also when you're doing stuff, the best you can have fun. Mm-hmm. Have fun. You know, we're more productive when we have fun, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. a lot of people today have a lot of self-doubt when you said believe in yourself, when I'm traveling and speaking and coaching people and meeting people, I notice self-doubt to be just such a big, challenge when you say believe in yourself. And I think so many people, even if they act confident and they act secure inside, there's such a low self-esteem situation that we have in the country right now and in the world right now. Like if someone has self-doubt or they're, they're feeling like they don't have potential or they don't believe in themselves, what would you say to them?
1: I would say there's a couple of things they need to do that uh, usually they have self-doubt for a reason usually they were not encouraged, they were discouraged as they were raised, I would think. And uh, that, that being the case, I would, I would say this, uh, this uh, therapy with psychedelics, when it's available, would be perfect because it would free them from a lot of those shackles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's, there's something that works just as good, and it is legal, it's called an SGB block. Uh, do you know about it? No, I don't. Please okay, don't. what an SGB block is? It's uh, a S and G is stands for stellate ganglion, and then B stands for block. And 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 what it is is PTSD and all that stuff is caused from the uh, uh, the amygdala in the front of the mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the amygdala manages uh, fight or flight and emotions. Well, what happens is as we go through all these unpleasant events, and so forth, it gets out of tilt, and and the individual stays in a close to a fight-or-flight type situation, which is what PTSD is, and and it's debilitating. But the problem is with the human mind, the mind hides its flaws from the person in which it resides. They don't know it. They feel like they're just perfect, except they have self-doubt. Or, or they have anxiety, or they're on edge, or that sort of thing. It's the amygdala, all right? And but, So the amygdala communicates with the rest of the body through the stellar ganglion nerves in the neck. And when there's a fight or flight Uh, response necessary or be it a real or emotional it releases adrenaline and epinephrine it speeds the heart up it dilates the lungs it tightens the arteries and extremities to move blood to the core all those things to get us to survive that have been developed over millennia right it does it does all that well, what, what is happening is the people that are suffering from this, they're in that state very close, and any trigger poof, wow. just pushes them right into it, and they have no control over it. They have no physical control over it, even though they say, you hear people say, I don't know what's wrong with me, right? Okay, this is what the SGB block does, is using, a, it's a medical doctor using ultrasound takes about five minutes. They take and shoot the big brother, a lidocaine, in the neck, right next to the ganglion nerves. It numbs them. And when it does, the amygdala goes offline. It just shuts down. And then the individual will get a little droopy eye, talk like a sailor, right? And that sort of thing. And then when it The the numbing agent wears off, and uh, the eye returns to normal, and the voice normal. The amygdala reconnects, and it reboots. It resets, and it goes back to the way the individual should be. And the difference is profound, all right? Now... This is done all over the country. It's uh, there's a, you can find a, a website called Stella Centers, which will tell you about it. I'm not involved in it at all. I just know about it, and I, and I help people get it done. The people it changes their lives. I've helped I've helped NFL players do it. I've helped veterans. I've helped you know people that uh, little kids that are just having trouble in school, and I mean stuff like that. It's amazing, and there's only one downside, and the downside is we, it's not permanent. In many cases, it'll, it'll be six months or a year or two years, but here's what you do. When you start sliding back, get it done again. I've had it done four times. I have probably helped 150 people get it done never had one negative result and everybody just
0: and they're all veterans
1: too or or just anyone anyone yeah and they're just thank you thank you thank you you know uh it is uh it is it is just amazing
0: bob it's it's wonderful to hear your spirit of you know healing yourself wanting to help heal others i can see how much joy you get in helping other people and seeing them break through their challenges and what's holding them back. We end every episode here with what's called the final five. And these five questions have to be answered in one word to one sentence maximum. Okay. Bob Parsons, these are your final five. Uh, question number one What is the best advice you've ever heard or received?
1: Do what you love.
0: Great answer. Uh, second question What is the worst advice? you've ever heard or received <laughs> <worst advice.
1: laughs> oh my god I, well this horse can't lose
0: <laughs> <laughs> question number three uh what's something you used to value but you don't value anymore
1: you know i'd say to a degree money
0: mm. question number four what's something you're trying to learn right now or what's something that you're working on right now that you're excited about
1: uh, well, I'm I'm trying to uh, learn uh, what I can do to get uh, psychedelics
0: legal in a in a medical capacity in a healing yeah, exactly, capacity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fifth and final question: If you could create one law that everyone in the world had to follow,
1: what would it be? This sounds trite, but it's and I don't know how you'd make it a law, but I'd just say you know if you love your neighbor.
0: Yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd make the world a much better place. We wouldn't have to have so many people who have to go to war and come back with PTSD and have to deal with the repercussions of that. So, For sure. Yeah, Bob, uh, it has been such a joy, such a pleasure to spend this time with you today. Honestly, I I meant everything I said. Your your spirit, your energy, you know, the way you communicate, just just your smile. It's truly just uh, it's infectious. It's very infectious being around you and. I can't begin to imagine the journey you've had to go on to rediscover yourself, to re-find yourself, to to allow yourself to be yourself from before. And it's, it's unbelievable to, to experience it. So thank you so much for this honor and for this opportunity to sit with you and have this conversation.
1: Well, I got to tell you, it's been absolutely my pleasure. So thank you.
0: No, you're very kind, Bob. And for everyone who's been listening or watching, make sure that you share the insights that Bob gave, things that are going to stay with you. Uh, messages that you're going to pass on to a friend i hope that you'll pass this episode on to others as well make sure you check out everything that bob's working on as well bob congratulations i know tonight you have a party to celebrate uh your new partnership with uh pxg and nick jonas as well yes, uh, yes we do very I hope, excited about i hope it. that goes extremely extremely well uh and for everyone who's been watching i hope you come back and listen to more episodes of on purpose dedicated to helping you be happier healthier and more healed thank you so much If you love this episode, you'll enjoy my interview with Dr. Daniel Amen on how to change your life by changing your brain. Easter is right around the corner. That's right, this year, Easter is Sunday, March 31st. Hop into some serious savings with 20% off pickup orders now through March 30th. Use promo code SPRING20 to save on all the things you need to build baskets they'll love at CVS. Find trending beauty buys, chocolate bunnies, delightful toys for kids and so much more. Visit cvs.com forward slash Easter for details.